Hello, and welcome to Medicus the podcast, where we get our experts to help us make sense of the complex inner workings of our body. As part of this issue's wider focus on how our environment affects our health, we're taking a deeper look into what's going on when our body perceives our environment as a threat. We're of course talking about allergies. And because Juno, hi Juno. Hello, hello, hello. Had a million questions about allergies, we've invited her to pose at least some of her many questions to Ashley St. John, an associate professor and an immunologist at Duke NUS, who sportingly agreed to answer them. But before we dive into allergies, I'm curious, Juno, why did you want to learn more about allergies? Because if I want to become a vet, it would be useful for me to understand more about allergies and how they affect humans. Because really, I think that that would definitely improve how I can do my, my hopefully job. And what did you learn? Well, when I spoke to Ashley, I learned that an allergic reaction is caused when your body's immune system decides that rather than ignoring things that are in our environment, like dust or pollen or things that we eat, like peanuts, they should attack it. And so I think that's what your immune system is trying to do. It's trying to not respond and not overreact to all of the environmental antigens, but to respond to those things that are actually harmful. And usually it's very good at doing this. Um, there are cells that uh, show these antigens, they pick them up, they eat them, they show them to your uh, immune system, and they communicate about it. And usually there's a context, like every, um, you can interpret how someone says something differently based on their tone of voice or the context, and that's what happens with immune cells. As they communicate, they change how they speak about this antigen, and this leads to this process of breaking tolerance. When she explained it like that, it made me think it's a bit like when my brother's really annoying and I know I shouldn't react, but I can't help it. It's really annoying. That sounds about right. Ha, I knew you'd say that. But sometimes, even though the outcome feels the same, the cause isn't necessarily an allergy. There are lots of ways that you can respond to things that are negative, that are intolerances, but not all of them are allergies. So, you know, often, you know, you can go for allergy testing and they can see what you're actually allergic to. Um, like, I thought I had a food allergy, but I actually have celiac disease, which is close to an autoimmune condition. So it's a really, can cause similar symptoms where, you know, like if you eat something, you don't feel well. But um, it's actually directed at your protein that's used to break down, uh, you know, the gluten uh, that's in bread. And it's not an allergic type response. It's not the same. So I think it's important to realize that allergic responses are this specific kind of pathway. Like they involve mast cells becoming activated or other immune cells similar to mast cells that, that can serve that role um, by antibodies binding to a foreign material. Can allergies affect your heart? Your heart is kind of protected from the allergens itself um, most of the time because it's uh, not at one of the interfaces with the environment. So allergies often occur or are triggered by an exposure to at the host, we, we call it the host environment interface. So you are the host, uh, your body uh, versus the environment. And that could be, um, you know, in your nasal passages as you breathe in air, or it could be in your gut as you eat food, um, or on your skin if you have a cutaneous allergic reaction to something that maybe is painted on or to a new kind of makeup or perfume. Um, those kinds of allergic reactions happen all, you know, at this interface with the environment where you're exposed to foreign antigens, uh, whereas your heart is a bit protected from that. So you're not so likely to have 
uh, allergies that are triggered in the heart, but the allergies you have, uh, because they do affect your whole body, uh, can, uh, can influence the heart. Why do some people, like my dad and my brother, get allergies, but me and my mom don't? Uh, there are differences in how men and women respond to allergens. Um, there's some idea, even here in Singapore, there was a study that showed that uh, maybe men are a little bit more likely to develop allergies to airborne uh, it triggers, whereas uh, women might be a little more prone to develop food allergies. Um, but in general, how uh, your immune system responds is based on many things. It's based on your genetics, of course, it's based on your environment and, you know, your exposure. That made me curious to find out whether what causes allergies is the same all over the world. So I asked Ashley to tell me about the most common cause of allergy here in Singapore. Uh, well, I think it's house dust mite. It's a very common allergen here in Singapore and most uh, people, if you've lived here long enough, are actually allergic to house dust mite. Ragweed is a very common allergen in, in North America, so you might be allergic to different things if you live in a different environment where those antigens are more common. In our studies in Sri Lanka we see that people are allergic to things like banana, but uh, that's not a very common allergen in North America. There are different allergies in different parts of the world, so what does that mean for people who move around? Do we lose old allergies or do we just get more? I asked Ashley about that and sadly it's not all happy news. Changing country can mean that you're not suffering from an existing allergy, but it won't be gone. Things like migration can certainly affect what you're allergic to. We tend to still maintain those allergies that we uh, developed previously. So, uh, you know, when I travel back to the U.S., I still have seasonal allergies to certain kinds of pollen and things like that, even though I may not be exposed. Your immune system uh, has a long-term memory, and that's good in most of the time for remembering pathogens. That's why we take our vaccines. Unfortunately, it can also remember the innocuous things in our environment that, you know, turn into a harmful response. Does, like, because, you know, a lot of the time in Singapore, you, sp uh, you well, not all the time, but some, uh, like, a lot of the time you are inside, I guess, um, like, right now, uh, but does that kind of, like, affect um, what allergies you might form? Like, uh, in Singapore, it's dust mites, and that might be because you spend a bit more time inside. Yes, I think that's a really good point. I think your environment certainly affects how you sense those proteins and what you're exposed to. And I can give you another example, um, which is that sometimes when, uh, for example, aerosol particles become coated with whatever the common allergens are and make it more likely that it will penetrate into your lungs and cause um, allergic mm -hmm. responses. So, for example, um, when we have we sometimes we have this haze that comes in. It's not only the particles themselves, but also um, people who have allergies tend to have a, you know, more risky day that day because of uh, being more likely to be exposed to whatever allergens that they have broken tolerance to already. If I burn stuff for a job, I might form an allergy to ash. Or people who have these kinds of jobs where they become exposed to particles, they do try to protect themselves. And that can be based on the immediate risk of the particle. Obviously, it's not good to have these kinds of particles in the lung. Um, but it can also be based on long-term risks of things like developing, um, you know, increasing your risk for developing allergic diseases. When I heard that, I got a bit worried. What were you worried about? I wanted to become a vet. And so I was worried that maybe once I start looking after dogs long enough, I might form an allergy to them. And I mean, that would ruin two things in my life. I wouldn't be able to look after the animals I care about, and I would never be able to own any. 
So I guess double negative. And after speaking to Ashley, are you still worried? She told me that it's very difficult to predict, so yes, I kind of still am. But she also had some possibly good news. And in fact, there's some idea that if you get exposed, um, you know, the right way to a, a high concentration of allergen, it can actually tell your immune system to make sure that uh, it, it has tolerance to that allergen. So for example, um, for those who are allergic to peanuts, the therapy that seems to work for some people, not for everyone, is to actually give them little tiny doses of peanut and escalate it up to the point where they can tolerate it. And so when they do that, they're not saying that um, you know, you're not allergic to peanut anymore, you don't have these uh, you know, antibodies against peanut, but what they do is they shift the way your immune system responds because allergic responses are just one kind of um, immune response and you can actually uh, have other kinds of antibodies that don't cause allergies become more prominent. From the way I heard Ashley explain it to you, it sounds like we have to rely on tricking our immune system then into creating a less harmful reaction rather than resetting our tolerances completely. Yeah, she said that once you're allergic to something, you can sometimes grow out of an allergy as you get older, but you're unlikely to stop being completely allergic to whatever you were allergic to before, because your immune system has the memory of an elephant. So it's more about redirecting or distracting our immune system. So usually the, the idea is mostly that we've reset it to have a less harmful type of reaction. That's what I think most of the studies suggest. So uh, when um, you respond to an allergen, uh, usually it involves a very specific cell type, which is the mast cell. Um, that contains a lot of uh, pro-inflammatory mediators. Those are things that uh, um, cause the types of discomfort like, uh, you know, um, maybe swelling in your nasal passages or mucus production. Those cells will tell everyone else, like, this is alarming, you know, we need to address this. So the idea is that maybe if you shift and start producing other kinds of anti antibodies that don't bind to the mast cells, uh, you may you know, diminish the production of those that are, are more harmful. And that's, I think, one of the ideas why repeated exposure may work. Um, but it isn't truly shutting off the immune system. It's really annoying when I have to share a room with my brother and his allergies break out. Is there a cure? So certainly there are treatments for allergies. I don't think we are at the stage where we can say they can be cured yet. So that means if I was to form an allergy to chocolate, they wouldn't be able to cure it. So I mean, they'd be stuck with the allergy to chocolate for forever, and then I'll never be able to be chocolate again. You know, there are some ways you can try. Um, there are things like, you know, uh, always under the guidance, right, of a doctor, they will give you like a little slightly increasing doses. They want to be really, really careful. Um, you know, re because allergic reactions can be quite serious, right? They can even be deadly. So I wouldn't say it's hopeless, but um, certainly it's a, it's a difficult uh, task to re-educate your immune system. So it's close to hopeless. Yay! But luckily for you, Juno, you're not actually allergic to chocolate. Oh yeah! That means I can go raid the fridge now. Bye! And that just leaves me to say thank you to Ashley and Juno, and to you, our listeners. If you've enjoyed this episode, you might also like the one on dengue, where we've included a quick-fire round on which repellents really work. And if you're curious about all the other ways in which our environment affects our health, 
check out our stories in 2023's first issue of Medicus on the Duke NUS website at www.duke-nus.edu.sg forward slash Medicus. And if you're a fan of the show, hit subscribe to never miss an episode. I'm Nicole Lim, and this is Medicus the Podcast. <laughs>